We're currently listening to a Suffolk free radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed on After Dinner Coffee are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those at the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Hello, and welcome to this episode of After Dinner Coffee. This is your host, Shannon. After Dinner Coffee is inspired by my fascination with humans and their ideas, and my belief that everyone has something interesting to share. This podcast is meant to provide a safe space for conversational-style interviews, allowing people a platform to speak about their passions and bring us both beyond ourselves and together. And just a quick trigger warning, if you are sensitive to eating disorders, listening discretion is advised. And today I am so excited. I have Emily Stillian here with me. She's a freshman at High Point, originally from Scarborough, Maine, and we worked together this summer at an entrepreneurial development firm. Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Uh, me too. <laughs> So before we jump into the actual topic, we have to explain how we met. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, to clarify, she was working in the Maine branch, I was working in the Massachusetts branch, so up until this point, we had never met. It's probably like a month or two into the business. We were having like our own functions in our own states. And I don't know about you, but like, I was not eating anything at these functions. It was always like a gluten-full pizza. And so I would just like, you know, thank you, but I, I can't. And then finally, we went up to Maine. We had a merger. And now this was a two-day event. So we were staying over. And so I was like, yeah, at some point I'm going to have to eat something. <laughs> I did not come prepared. No food. Next thing I know, I see Emily over there ordering quesadillas. <laughs> and so, of course, we're on the phone ordering quesadillas. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I order something? So I put it in, and I'm like, oh, just to specify, like, corn tortillas. Like, I have a gluten intolerance. And she goes, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> and as we're waiting for our quesadillas, classically, you know, my stomach's hurting. So we walked to CVS to get Pepto-Bismol. I told you about the CVS that was a block away, because this is in my hometown. Oh, so yeah. I was like, here, Shannon. I know the closest gas station. Let's take a little jog. <laughs> right. It was a gas station. So we went to the gas station. We got our Pepto-Bismol. We forgot to tell people that we were leaving. So we caused, like, this whole chaotic, like, <laughs> where's Emily and Shannon? Us, like, where did you go? <laughs> and it was absolutely ridiculous. But essentially, you know, our gluten intolerance is what has brought us together in the first place and what brings us together now to talk about, you know, our passion with holistic health. So you want to jump in and explain, you know, how do you see holistic health? Absolutely. So I see holistic health as as like a general overview of looking at my body internal and externally and I guess how I'm progressing as a person with my development and just overall within my life. The way I kind of view my health and holistic health is on a scale, but also that it's a continue it's a continual goal that I'm working towards every single day. And it's extremely, extremely important to me in all aspects, whether that be mental, emotional, physical, so psychological, um, really to just make sure I'm doing everything possible to, to be kind to myself. Um, as I said, you know, mentally, and physically through the food I eat, exercising, you know, positive affirmations, uh, all, all those lovely things. 
Absolutely. I love that you mentioned like internally and externally because it's really important. It's not only the way you're interacting with the world, but the way the world's sort of interacting with you. So like the gluten sensitivity, you know, that's something outside of ourselves that affects us. Whereas, you know, the energy we put out is sort of the reverse way around. But it affects that energy we put out affects us. Um, but something that the actual president of my school, uh, High Point, Nito Cobain, always says, garbage in, garbage stays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I absolutely, he says it all the time, and I absolutely understand and agree with that because you'd think it'd be garbage in, garbage out. But because of, because of the way we're so in tune with everything around us, whether it's food, whether it's self-talk, garbage in, garbage stays. Absolutely. And it's really important to note that, like, no one's perfect. No one can completely control everything that's going in and out. The thing is just to be conscious of it. And it's not only about clean eating, as you are saying. It's so much. It's about the media you're consuming. It's about literally the products you put on your skin. Like, it's everything. It includes every aspect of your being. It's something that really drives my decision-making in every aspect of my life, whether that be when I go to Sephora and I pick out beauty products. I actually have an app that's called, um, I think it's called Think Dirty, and it scans product labels and it will tell you all the ingredients that are in it, what they all mean, if they've been tested on animals, you know, across the world, if they're healthy, if they're not, and, you know, I can make decisions about what perfumes I buy or what moisturizer I buy or what things I put on my skin or in my body based off of that and again of course as you said food as well and working out and those routines and things like that it it all kind of comes together to be based truly with decisions and what's most important to you exactly it's this constant I like how you say ongoing like you're never going to get to the final goal it's really this everyday like conscious making a choice to do say consume certain things And a huge aspect of this, I think, is living in the U.S. and how that affects, you know, what are the choices out there? You know, how do you choose the way you eat and how has food affected your life? That's a huge question. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. Um, I guess I'll just start with the U.S. food market. Um... I think, I think it's good that we're choosing the U.S. food market to talk about because obviously we can't speak on markets across the world just because it is so different and the things that are used as additives and GMOs and dyes and things like that that are put in our foods are very different from across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way that I choose food really obviously stems back from when I was seven or eight and I took a blood test and found out that I needed to be gluten-free in order to not be sick, um, you know, physically ill and also mentally not really there all the time um and and so from that it's kind of pushed me to really be conscious of the the food that I eat but also start out from a young age having the self-control of I'm going to eat this or I'm not going to eat this and being able to stand up for myself with that I think that's one thing that's a huge advantage for, for people that have gluten intolerance um especially if it's something where it may not be like celiac where you're like extremely allergic and you could go into anaphylactic shock, but it's more like for your general health, you're gluten-free and for your well-being, you get really good at saying no when it comes to food. And I think that's, that's something huge that served me as I continue to go. And even over the last year, I've been able to 
go more towards a low a low no sugar diet obviously sugar isn't everything so you can't it's almost impossible to cut that out but it's helped me a lot to say no to having candy at halloween i didn't need any candy this year at halloween you know last time of last year of the holidays not having pie or not having cheesecake not because i have to but because that's my choice that's what i feel is going to be best for my body and honestly because of my gluten intolerance i have the self-control to do that so I think that's something that's a huge positive that has come out of all of it. Um, and, and also just the idea of conscious eating, like actually being conscious of what am I putting into my body and how is that going to affect me? And I think you and I have had to deal with that because we don't have a choice. Like we see the immediate effects of I made this bad decision. And I'm going to be in the bathroom for the next four hours. Like it is not, it, it's, a, it's a very quick, uh, it's cause and effect there's a very quick reaction to it so I think in that sense as well it's helped with my self-control but overall the the food in the U.S. I would say it's just very difficult and obviously I don't know if places across the world are just as difficult or more difficult but I think it's very difficult to find healthy choices that whether you have any type of food intolerance or sensitivity or allergy or not it's very difficult to find things that are going to make you feel good and that fill you up and that are healthy. And I'm sure you've seen that. I know myself personally. Um, I have such a hard time going grocery shopping. I love grocery shopping with all of my heart. I genuinely love it. I'm such a mom that way. But the only place I enjoy going grocery shopping nowadays is honestly Whole Foods. Because I can go in there and the labels have less than 10 ingredients. They're all things in English that I understand. And they make things that are dairy-free and gluten-free and, you know, not free, which are things I can eat. So I think in that sense, it just makes it like another layer of difficulty and another hoop to jump through in order to, you know, prioritize the health of yourself. But it also comes back to the decision of if that holistic health and that health of your body is a value you carry, that is just another decision you have to make every single day. Exactly. And I think regarding food, of course, it's going to be very different for everyone. Like everyone's nutritional needs are very different. Everyone's food preferences and sensitivities are super different. But it is important, like you said, to be conscious and even like intuitive. Like I found like sometimes I'll think way too much about it. This is something I've struggled with, like thinking, oh, I've already had like protein today. Now I need to make sure I get this and this and this. And that's a huge part of like like gym bro like diet culture and like trying to be like this super epitome of health and that isn't the epitome of health I find it's more it's more doing the way that you feel and what's going to make you feel good what's going to make you feel like healthy and energized and exactly what you said in whole foods it does make it easier to navigate when you can read the ingredients and you can see you know what is what am I actually putting into my body right because the U.S. is so oversaturated in terms of literally everything. And I don't, I generalize way too much, but way too saturated in terms of, you know, everything that they put into their food, where it makes it hard to make a choice like that because you're navigating so much. It almost, it almost decreases your ability to even make a choice because you don't even have the information to begin with. Exactly. That's that's the whole thing. If you don't have the information laid out in front of you, you have to put in so much extra work to find it 
that that's why it's just easier to make yep i don't want to say the wrong choice but to make like choices that aren't going to be the best for you if the convenience is there and the u.s food market knows that exactly and that's why like all the biggest businesses companies foods are not the best for you like if you look at the leaders in in terms of that yeah if you're talking about like is it, it's Frito, it's Frito Lay's, I believe. It's like the chip company and and companies like that. That yeah, you can under you can see it. And and it is, a lot of the times, companies these days are trying to transition, whether that be a specific product that's healthier, or they're trying to like transition transition all of their products to become more transparent. Um, but I also think that it has a lot to do with conversations like this and the popularity within. Gen Z and millennials in caring about what's in their food and caring about what they're putting into their body and how they feel every day. And there's a lot of brands, as you can see, like I, I, I would personally use the example of like Skinny Pop that has made their entire brand identity around simple labels, simple packaging, simple marketing, allowing the consumer to have the power to understand what they're eating and still making good, good snacks in the process exactly it's all about i like how you said like putting it in the hands of the consumer like the power is to the consumer because that's that's the biggest thing you know it's- right and like the, the po- having letting the consumer have power doesn't mean that food, uh, food companies that are still looking to obviously make money that doesn't mean that they have to necessarily change their ingredients like yes we all know sugar is addictive if you continue to like there's already sugar in almost everything if you continue to put sugar in your products people will continue that that train will still continue but at least giving them the knowledge to know all of the types of names of sugar that are out there and that there are several types of sugar in that product that those are two very different things yeah that's super important to notice it's not about it's about making the choice their choice the transparency to actually make the decision versus just like i don't understand what i'm reading so yes. I'm just gonna ignore it. That's right. yeah. That's right. Definitely they important. might as well be educated and ignore it, and then that's their choice. Exactly. And, you know, and I, I can understand the fear that people won't buy certain products if maybe they know what's in it. But I also don't know if that philosophy is going to be able to continue over the next five to ten years because I, I think our generation and Gen Z is becoming a lot more conscious with all that stuff. And I know personally, I'm I'm not buying those products. That's the best thing we can do is we can obviously have these conversations, but the best thing we can do at the end of the day is not give our money to those people. Because right. you can't argue with losses in profit. Yeah, that's a huge thing um, in the U.S. Like, a lot of the big money makers are not, you know, giant franchises that are fast food. And I get it. Fast food's easy. It's addicting. It's... It's just convenient. I mean, we can't eat any of it regardless, <laughs> so it works out for us. Yeah, like, I got the, like, french fries and, like, frosty going, but that's about... Love it. That's about all we can do. Love it. I had that so much last summer. Exactly. And I think what's really important to jump into now is why are your food choices important? So I definitely want to jump into the, the connection between your gut health and like how that affects the rest of your body. Okay, you know I you know I love the gut health topic. <laughs> um, okay, so why food choices are important to me? Um, 
I can go kind of from a personal aspect. Um, food choices are important to me. Obviously, be- it all started with kind of being forced to because uh, I was always sick all the time, literally stuffy, runny nose constantly. I'd get ear infections every three months, um, and I found out when I got off gluten that it was because of gluten. Um, so that was kind of the original thing, but kind of fast-forwarding into that like awkward uh, middle school, early teen years, uh, I dealt with kind of just like that changing body, and I had a family, a family figure that was very, very concerned about that, and was overly uh, just, just, just hypersensitive about it um, because they had experienced some be, ha, having uh, being overweight as a child in the past, and so that was reflected on me. Um, and it got pretty pretty negative to the point where I began stopping making food choice, choices altogether by simply not eating. So getting to that point, it, I, I had some, some family, other family members step in and say, no, this is not okay. Like, we can't. Emily can't be doing this. She can't be going. She, this is not healthy for her, obviously. Right. And so from that, I relearned kind of how do I want to have control over my life? How do I want to eat? How do I want to feel and how do I want to look outside of what anyone else tells me? Because kind of going through that, there's always going to be negatives and you wouldn't necessarily think it would be someone within your family, but that doesn't mean it couldn't be, <laughs> clearly. Right. So it's it kind of I kind of came out of that as like, my choices about food are important to me because it dictates how I look at myself and how I view myself. So every single day here on my college campus and at home, I am that healthy girl. I love eating salads. I love eating fruits. I eat fruits and vegetables literally every meal, including breakfast. Uh, I went last night at 10.30 p.m. to our C-store on campus and got a salad. Like, I am that person because that is what I feel most comfortable with. And honestly, I feel productive when I do that. Like, I get the same feeling that I would when I finish an essay that's awesome and turn it in that I do when I eat healthy. I feel that productive high, and I honestly, like, get addicted to to, to like, treating my body right and treating myself right. And so that's continued for the last six or seven years now to the place that I am at now. Um, and I'm honestly very proud of it. I'm very proud of the place that I am in terms of what food I choose to eat and finding a really good balance of in the mornings I'll have waffles and every now and again I'll put some chocolate chips on there because they're great and they melt on the waffles and they taste wonderful so it's it's just like those little things of I don't limit myself I still eat what I want when I want but I'm also very conscious of the ingredients of it and the sugar and how I'm going to feel that day and if I'm choosing that choice great but as long as I know that I can I can do what's best for me yeah wow there's a lot to sort of dissect there (laughs) I think I mean, going back to what you were saying earlier about not really having the choice. Like, I feel the exact same way with the gluten intolerance where, so when I, w- when I was younger, I was, like, sick pretty often. I would have to miss, like, school or events or always, like, I remember I would always have to go home, like, early from holidays because I just felt so ill and, like, my siblings would be pissed at me, like, every single holiday and I felt terrible. But it was, like, obviously this very real thing like I could not eat gluten and I was just eating it like every single day and so yeah once I discovered that it was like oh I don't have a choice I need to start focusing on what I put into my body and that's essentially what brought me I've always been interested 
in psychology and in health, but that's what brought me into the, the realm of holistic health where it's everything that you put into your body. Um, and then it's just super important as well, like you're saying, to have that balance. It's not about restricting yourself. It is not about cutting things out. I don't recommend everyone should cut out gluten unless you have a reason to cut out gluten. I don't recommend cutting no, out meat, definitely not. dairy, it, like It helps us like that. still be taken seriously, I guess you could say, when people are taking gluten out of their diet when they need to. Because there have been times, I remember when I was younger, there was a few years where it was more of like a diet being gluten-free. And like people a would fat, always ask, right. Yeah, right, like a fat. And people would always ask, like, oh, like, is this a choice? And it's not been a choice for the last 11 years of my life. Like, it's not a and choice. And then it makes you nervous when you're trying to order something gluten-free and they think, oh, this is just for fun. I'm not going to actually make it gluten-free. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's, I will be not doing well with the rest of the night. It's not a choice. exactly and I think it's interesting that you were talking about too how you felt productive and I think productive like I just like zoned in on that because that's immediately the word that I associate with dopamine and I know like in your gut dopamine isn't the biggest one it's definitely serotonin but like in your gut there's a lot of connection to your neurotransmitters and producing those in your brain which is why, like, your gut health is so important to your mental health and so important to the way that you feel about yourself, about literally just on the day-to-day. And that's, like, something huge that I noticed, too, when I could, like, switch that up and start, like, making more conscious choices. Just the fact that I wasn't constantly anxious anymore. Like, I had, like, chronic anxiety, and that, like almost disappeared when I went gluten-free I mean along along with therapy as well but. that's amazing wow that's I I hadn't had that extreme I guess of an experience I just felt like I could focus a lot better on work and in classes and my grades actually improved because of it um that's but that's awesome. amazing that it's that that anxiety lifted a bit because of it I mean that it's huge you're you you know I talk about that all the time your your gut health it, it, well, it, it directly affects what you eat. When I started going towards, like, just cutting out sugar, like, excess sugars, um, I noticed that, even to, like, today, I noticed two things. One of them, I don't crave sugary things anymore. Like, it took about three or four months, but I don't have, like, those times where I'm like, oh, I really just want ice cream. It doesn't, it, I'm not, my body doesn't crave it because that, those bacteria are not in there talking to my brain saying oh she needs sugar she needs sugar to feed us to help us grow you know what I mean so there's that but the second thing too was when I started leaning off sugar and um in the mid towards the middle toward the end of the pandemic starting intermittent fasting I can now control the times that I eat and I have complete control over my blood sugar and how I feel so like I will now have times where sometimes if I do eat sugar my it's either way too sweet for me and I lose it or I can tell myself I can feel myself going up into that sugar high stage like I can tell but there's also times where I don't eat for the whole day and I don't get hangry or grumpy 
because I have control over that blood sugar because I'm being more fluid with what I eat when I eat and being conscious of that time and giving my digestion and my bacteria 14, 16, 18 hours to process and feeding it with good things when I do eat. Yeah. One thing. We do not recommend not eating for the whole day. Just one. Yeah, no, that absolutely there. not. That's, no, I, and, and I don't do it through the whole day. Like, right. It's it's a it's my sleep basically. Obviously, I don't like eat a few hours before I sleep and stuff like that. But. Exactly, but I do want to hone in on. You keep repeating the word control, which is like what this is all about. It's about having control over your health, because the thing is, like, if it's having control over you, you're always going to be down. You're always going to be sick, and even if you're not, like physically sick you're just never going to feel like your best self and like you actually I don't know you can be so anxious if you feel like you don't have control over things like that so that's important I feel like like your health is something too that at the end of the day we really can't guarantee that you know you won't end up with this diagnosis or have this later in life and at least for me personally, having control over what I eat and placing my attention and energy on my food and on my exercise and on just my health in general is my way of, I guess, kind of like calming that subconscious mind and that anxiety of you never really know what's going to happen in the future, but all I can do each day is wake up and do my best and take care of my body the best I can. Exactly. There's times where... I mean, not times. There's a concept called, um, what is it called? Proactive health or proactive nutrition, where it's, you know, you're just, it's literally a form of medicine, taking care of yourself before bad things happen. And that's super interesting that you brought it up that way. Um, And as well as just with the sugar craving, I keep like thinking back to that and how it's like, it works the opposite way as well. When you start doing certain things, feeding your body it's going to crave those things now yep. and whatever those things are if they're best for you you're always going to be in that like state of optimal health at least you're going to stay in that cycle I've seen that when there were times that like it was someone's birthday or it was like the summer and I was getting ice cream for my employees and I would have it like two days that week or two days in like two or three weeks I would notice that I'd start craving it again Exactly. And be like, nope, no, 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 we gotta, nope, we gotta turn that bacteria back the other way, because that's not, that's not what I want to do for my body, like, mentally, from my brain, that's not my choice. It's a huge thing for me, too, I don't know, I feel like I'm just, like, highly sensitive to everything, like, I guess not really emotionally, but just highly sensitive to, like, everything affecting me, like, senses, sights, like, literally everything. I feel that with food, it is crazy. Sometimes I'm like, like, another time, they're like, you can't eat anything. I'm like, I know. Sometimes I I eat something and be like, no, that wasn't it. Like, I'll be instantly just feeling like not well and be like, yeah, I knew that wasn't the right choice. Like, it's so, it's so interesting that it's like almost an immediate thing. And it's insane. Like, I've looked a lot into the gut and I know we spoke about how neurotransmitters, there's also hormones that are affected by the way we haven't even brought that up that's a whole it's its own thing completely oh my gosh yeah and even immunity like your gut microbiome affects how the world affects you it it 100% does it affects it affects how you feel it affects 
the person you are in every situation. It affects the decision you make. It affects the way you see the world and the way the world, everything that happens around you affects you. So if you're feeling in a bad mood and just bad things keep happening, you're going to get caught in that cycle and you're going to say, it's such a bad day. Why is this happening to me? But if you're feeling okay and bad things happen, you can either laugh it off and be like, okay, look, look how funny this is. Like things just keep going wrong and not let it anger you and not let it affect you because that's your choice to let the outside things happening either affect you or not. Yes. I could not have said it better myself. It is. It is what... I can't say it's the one thing, but I know for me it was a really important part. By it, I mean, you know, taking control of my diet and, like, the, what I what I consume um, through, you know, every sense has been such an important part of the way I interact with the world and having control over the way I interact with the world and having things not affect me unless they should affect me. Right. Which is it's, something. It's a, it's a whole new thing when you think about the world as we, I'm letting that thing anger me or I'm letting that person make me upset. Yeah. Anger especially is, it's a secondary emotion. If you're feeling angry, it's usually because you're feeling something else or because it's tied to something else. And being upset, you know, letting people affect you in that way, if you have more conscious control over your life in general. If you ate something that made you uncomfortable or tired or just feel crappy, you're not going to have patience. You're just not. (laughs) I see myself do that all the time. My friends will ask me to do things on Friday nights, and sometimes I'm super happy, and sometimes I'm just so tired. I I have have no patience. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I know. I I literally would tell them, be like, I have no patience. I have to go. Like, I'm not someone you want to be around right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. Like, I've had times in my past where I was, like, so just, like, hungry. Like, especially if anyone out here is on this trip, I know they are going to, like, call me out of us. <laughs> the camping trip? The camping trip? To no, not even the camping trip. This is an eighth grade trip where, like, I swear to God, they will text me immediately after they hear this because it was, like, I was infamous for this. I was so hungry. And we were at an amusement park, and I literally just went off. Like, I got so mad at my friend for absolutely no reason, because I was so hungry. And, like, it wasn't a huge deal, but it was just, like, this infamous moment that, like, displays that so well. And it was it was hilarious. Like, looking back, it was like I literally had no control over it. I was just tired, hungry. It was 103 degrees out, like, <laughs> you know. That bacteria was not having it. Your brain, your body was not having it. Absolutely, and this was when I was still eating gluten, so I was like, you know, Beauty. I had a bagel for for um, breakfast that day, and I was not feeling no, well. No, no bagels, <laughs> bagels, no, no bagels. We love bagels, but they don't love us. Absolutely. But, yeah, so I feel like one of the last things that I want to get into is your advice. So what is your advice for navigating the food industry like what are some tips and tricks that you have to nourish your body navigate the food industry i love that question my questions <laughs> are always like, like a i have some paragraph. advice to give because i don't feel like i do but thank you i appreciate that um i think i think just from you know us being gluten intolerant and us being more conscious of our food choices 
at a young age does give us, you know, some, some space. We want to talk about that. I think even as you were asking this question, I was kind of thinking about it. I think my biggest advice to people would be decide before you, it, like say you hear this podcast and you, you kind of put yourself into this area and you find out where you are on the spectrum of this, you know, your ongoing holistic health. And you're trying to figure out, okay, where do I go from here? How do I change? How do I improve? Figure out where your values are in terms of your health before you do anything else. So figure out what is most important to you and whether that be something that you really want to change, whether that's a mental impression of yourself, the way you look physically, or just your ideas around your physique. Set that out plainly before you start this, okay? That is what is most important to me. How am I going to achieve that? And you can use food, and you can use exercise, and you can use self-talk, and you can use, if it has something to do with the way you look, you can use different pro- like skincare products and things like that to achieve that goal. If your value, like mine, lies in, I just want to be kind to the body I was given, and I want to treat myself in the best way humanly possible because I want others to treat me that way then that is that is what you're going to go to achieve when you walk into the grocery store every day when you walk into your pantry and you're trying to figure out a snack when you get up at 10 30 and for after you're doing your homework and you're exhausted and you're trying to figure out what snack you want or if you're going to have a snack those things are ultimately what's going to drive you to make the decisions you will and affect your holistic health in perpetuity that was one of the most wonderful explanations I could have asked for. Thank you. I think brilliant advice. You definitely want to look at your values first because it is not a one size fit all. It never will be. Everyone is so different. Everyone's so different and that's a good thing. Like, yes. your journey is going to be different and don't let anyone else around you make you feel bad or guilty or, like, you're in the wrong for doing it differently. Because no one is the same. We all have different bodies. We all have different guts. We all have different hormones. We all look different. So capitalize on that. Yeah, exactly. And the biggest thing, I always, I keep saying the biggest thing. <laughs> Another <laughs> important thing is, like, you only have control over yourself. I don't care what the next person is doing. But I know that I want them to feel good about themselves. And I know, like, the things that you are saying on this podcast can help someone understand what's going to make them feel the best about themselves and what's going to make them feel the healthiest and the happiest in their everyday life and that is yeah that's so so vital at the end of the day the person you have is yourself like you may have the closest friends the most wonderful family the most wonderful boyfriend or girlfriend but at the end of the day the person you are always going to be with in every scenario in life is yourself yeah so treat yourself well Yes. One of the things I associate with that as well is, you know, treat yourself like someone you love. That is what has has enabled me to actually start caring about, you know, who I am as a person and what I'm consuming. So. Yeah, as I said before, like, that's why I treat myself well is because I want people to treat me well. So you got to start with yourself. Got to start with yourself. Thank you, Emily. That Of course. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. That is amazing. Could not have asked for better advice and better insight into this. 
and yeah I just want to do a quick outro for you know a call to action so if you have a topic that you would love to discuss feel free to message me at after dinner coffee on Instagram and be sure to stay tuned for our episode next week as always thank you for sharing this space and time with me